Welcome to Ghostly. Pat, what are you doing? What? I want people to know that we're a podcast that takes a deep dive into some of the scariest ghost stories. But we don't do the creepy voices or weird sound effects. We debate the ghost stories. And aren't you supposed to be the skeptic? I am, but they'll find that out once they listen. Look, all you have to do is tell them to listen to Ghostly and that our listeners get to decide which stories are real. And which stories are just old folklore. Exactly. Download Ghostly wherever you find great podcasts. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is our pleasure to welcome you to a night of spooky tales dark history, and ghostly encounters. Sit back, relax, and you just might find yourself transported to the dark swamps of Louisiana, the mountains of Appalachia, or even centuries-old cemeteries steeped in southern lore. That is, if you dare. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to your host for the evening, Creator of the Southern Gothic Podcast, Brandon Schechsnader. Hey, y'all. So... I've been traveling a little bit too much the last couple weeks, and as a result, I've fallen a little bit behind on getting you a new episode. I was planning on having one today, but as you can tell by that little opener, courtesy of Darren over at Weird Darkness, I've got something a little different to share with you today in its place. A sneak peek into the live show that we did last October here in Nashville. Now, why am I sharing this now of all times, you might ask? Well, on Thursday, June 22nd, I'm going to be doing something very similar to this out in Alton, Illinois, to kick off the Haunted America Conference. That's right, I'm going to be telling some good old-fashioned ghost stories down at Troy Taylor's place at the Old Mineral Springs Hotel. And y'all, I could not be more excited. If you're interested in coming, now is the time. Don't wait, because almost all of the conference events have sold out already. And man... This is an incredible conference to attend. There's a ton of speakers, workshops, and vendors, all from different corners of the paranormal world. It is a truly wonderful event. To register, just head over to ghostconference.net right now and get your tickets. As I said, I'll be performing on Thursday, June 22nd, but the conference will go from June 23rd to 24th. So don't wait. It's almost here, y'all. And it's going to be a blast. So with that, I'm going to give you a little taste of the Southern Gothic Live experience, and I hope you all enjoy. Over in Mississippi, there's one that's kind of similar to Julia Brown. Uh, it's over in Yazoo City. You ever been to Yazoo City? Yeah. Uh, Yazoo City. It is really cool, guys. It is, it's a lot like Gallatin here. But in Yazoo City, what's different is all the buildings are painted in these bright colors out there. It's really pretty. Well, Brian and I went out there. Last summer, we went to Glenwood Cemetery. It's a big, beautiful cemetery. It's an old cemetery. 
Uh, and we went and visited one particular grave out there. It's a grave that's been there for a very long time, at least a century and a half at this point. And a legend has developed around this, this, this grave. Because the grave, for the longest time, it had on it, the inscription was nothing more than TW. And around the grave were these iron chains around the grave. And when we saw it, those iron chains are broken, they were on the ground and they were broken. And we don't quite know why they were broken, but of course, local legend's going to tell us why, right? Because in 1904, in May of 1904, Yazoo City had a horrendous fire breakthrough. This fire burned down about half the buildings in town. Over 3,000 people were affected by the fire. It's a pretty wicked thing. And folks believe that the fire, a lot like Aunt Julia Brown, was for a reason. Somebody cursed them. Now, local legend says that about 20 years prior to this event, there was a woman living on the edge of town. It's a very stereotypical witch in all the tellings. You know, she was cruel, she was ugly, she was old, all those sorts of things. And they say that this woman living out there on the Yazoo River was bringing men in, some of these fishermen in from the river, and bringing them into her home. She was torturing them, as witches do, and then she killed them. Following that, she'd take their bodies, she'd take them out back, and she'd bury them on the wooded hillside behind her house back there. And of course, being the witch that she was, she'd dance on their graves at night, right? That's what she did to these men. She got away with it for a long time, until eventually too many bodies, too many folks were disappearing. So the folks in Yazoo City, they wanted something done. They wanted to know where all these people went. The local lawmen, the sheriff, they all started searching through town. And of course, you know where they ended up, right? They ended up at the witch's cabin, out there on the edge of Yazoo City. Now some people say that they found full skeletons of those men in that house that day. Other people say they were just bones, things like that, but it didn't matter. They knew the witch had done it. They knew exactly who the problem was here, who had caused this. But the witch was smart, I guess. Maybe this isn't it as well. I don't know. The witch ran away as fast as she could into that swamp. She took off into the swamp. And she went running. Those men, they started to chase her. Bunch of men from town, they went behind her. She was gone for a good while. Went out there late into the night kept going deeper and deeper into the swamp and then eventually the woman got caught in quicksand she started sinking into quicksand y'all remember quicksand childhood right well she got caught in quicksand and those men of course they caught up to her because of this and they caught up to her right as the last of her body is kind of getting sucked into that swamp right there and she looked up at them that day and she told them quite simply in 20 years i will return Burn this town to the ground. It's not much different than Aunt Julia's promise there, right? Well, those men, they took her body back to the cemetery. They dug her up, pulled her out, took her down to the old Glenwood Cemetery out there, and they buried her in the Glenwood Cemetery. And everybody believes that's what this tomb was. That's this headstone. T.W., the witch. And they put these iron chains around her headstone try and keep her in. They were worried about that curse. And that's what they did. Nobody thought about it for years. Nobody thought about her again. 
But then y'all know when 1904 came around, in May of 1904, and that fire broke out, and the town was just utterly decimated. You know who they thought about, right? They thought about that woman who lived on the edge of town. They thought about that promise that she made. So several people went out to the cemetery, and they went to her tomb, and sure enough, what did they find? They found that those heavy iron chains were broken and on the ground. But to this day, everybody blames the witch of Yazoo. This is a pretty, pretty popular story here for what happened to Yazoo City. There's even signs if you if you were to walk, if you, excuse me, if you were to go into the Glenwood Cemetery as we did. There's signs to the witch's grave. This is a really popular story down there. And you can head down there. It's like I said, it's just south of Death with Jackson. You can take the Natchez Trace down over to Jackson, have a good time, meet the witch. But this story is a little different than Aunt Julia. Because while it's based on the premise of this person actually caused a problem that day, that she was the cause of this natural disaster that they couldn't explain, it came from a different place. This wasn't a real life person. We don't know who was buried in that tomb, who was buried at TW. So very likely the reason this legend has kind of permeated over time, the reason it was made, is because folks were going to the cemetery, kids were going to that cemetery, and had no idea what this weird headstone was. And this story kind of popped up, oh, we think this is why. That's at least what we think in our research here. A man by the name of Willie Morris, an author, he talked about it a lot, he helped popularize this, but, so it's a little different than Julia Brown, and that it's a weird kind of occurrence. Now you guys, I bet everybody here, when y'all were growing up, there was that one weird house somewhere, right? There's that one weird house down the street, you know, where, where you got to be the Goonies. I'm dating myself right now with the Goonies, right? Where you got to kind of say, there's something weird going on there. There's something strange, and, and, and that's what this was. That's what this kind of story, and that type of thing happens all the time, right? Over and over again, as we tell stories more and more, we find it's these places, these places that are haunted, these places that are strange. So I'm gonna take you guys back to Louisiana for a minute. And this isn't one that I heard growing up, but I just think it's a fun one that not a lot of people know about. And it's one of the opportunities that I get when I tell stories, is actually get the opportunity to take some of the smaller ones that really haven't been heard outside of local areas and kind of pull them out to a larger audience on the podcast. And it, it brings me a lot of joy doing that because it, it helps kind of perpetuate them a little longer. It gives it more ears here. And so this story actually happened out in, in Northwest Louisiana. Y'all know where Shreveport is up there. We from New Orleans, oh, you know Shreveport, I know. If you're from New Orleans, you call it Arkansas. But this happened up there in Shreveport. Well, maybe that's East Tennessee, or excuse me, East Texas, but. <laughs> This happened in a town called Taylortown. And Taylortown, it's not much of a city. It's not much of a place. You know, it's not, it's, it's an unincorporated community. And they tried really hard at the turn of the century, back in the early 20th century. They tried really hard to get a hold. They wanted a railroad stop there because that would help the town grow, right? Well, there today, like I said, there's less than 100 people in this area, but there stands this one place that's really creepy. Out in the middle of a field in Taylortown is this beautiful but decrepit and abandoned church bell tower. I hope there's not a fire. That witch did not like us talking about that. Well, this church bell 
this bell tower. It's been there. It was the remnants of a church that burned down in 1947. This is accurate. It was in the newspaper. This church burned down in 1947. But folks say when they go to Taylortown, if you were to go out to that field that day, if you were to go out by the light of the moon and you would look up in this bell tower, the only thing left standing from this church, you might see the apparition of a woman in a tattered wedding dress crying. Sobbing there. Folks say they see her up there all the time. We think we know why, right? There's a story today. Of course there's a story. This poor girl. Now, this young woman, her father was a planter. Very rich man out in Bossier City. And when his daughter got engaged, he decided, you know what? I'm not just going to throw a big old wedding. I'm going to actually build a big, beautiful church for this to happen in. And he built this big, beautiful red brick church right there in this field in Taylortown, right off the railroad track for his daughter. Well, the day the wedding came, the church was entirely done up. It was decorated. Everybody came into town. Everybody's there. The woman's dressed and ready to go. And you know who doesn't show up? The groom. The groom doesn't show up. So of course the girl's heart's breaking. Every minute that passes that he doesn't come, she doesn't quite know what's next. So she goes up to that bell tower that day, and she sits there and she waits, and she sobs, and she waits. And minutes pass more and more, more and more, and then eventually someone actually shows up at the church. But it's not the groom. It's a man with news about her fiance. The man died in a car accident on the way to his wedding. Of course, the girl was inconsolable. And some actually say that it was right then and there in that bell tower upon receiving that news that she died of a broken heart. <laughs> Other people say, though, that all the grieving, all the sobbing is inconsolable, going from just pure hope and excitement her whole life ending, her whole life flashing before her eyes. She couldn't deal with it. So what did she do? She threw herself down the stairs of that church bell tower. Of course, when she met the bottom, she was dead. She killed herself that day with all the grief. But if her grief wasn't bad enough, her father's went to a whole new proportion. He was so proud of that girl that he built this church for her. This was going to be his only daughter's day. He was so excited. And now, that was gone in an instant. He didn't know how to deal with his emotions, so rather than feeling this grief, he actually gave in to the anger. And he went out, and he got the biggest torch he could, and he gassed that church right there. And he went and lit fire to all the vestments, everything in that church, and that church went to blaze on that day. Went up in flames. And all that remains today from that fire is that church bell tower. All right, y'all. I don't know if you can tell, but I really enjoy doing these live shows. And I hope some of y'all will come out to Alton on June 22nd and see me. 
Again, the website is ghostconference.net. So head over there today and get your tickets. I can't wait to see you there. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! Cheers!